Support for the show comes from SoFi Invest. Alternative investments are now available on SoFi. Unlock the potential to build and protect your wealth with alternatives including real estate, venture capital, pre-IPO unicorns, and more at SoFi.com slash Vox. Active investing products offered through SoFi Securities, LLC. Member FINRA, SIPC. Alternative funds have unique risks, including the risk of loss, may charge high fees, can be illiquid, and may not be suitable for all investors. Prior to investing in any fund, carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, expenses, and important information contained in a fund's prospectus. The Eagles are at the podium. The boys are back in town for OTAs. And we have you covered here thanks to SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. I am your host, Michael Kist. Follow my work at BleedingGreenNation.com. Follow me on Twitter at Michael Kist NFL. It's K-I-S-T. Today, we have three fresh press conferences for you. First up is Carson Wentz. He was asked about his back injury that he suffered during the season. He didn't go into too many specifics, but overall, just how he talked about this offseason with no intense knee surgery recovery happening. He said that it's been a calmer offseason, and hopefully that means we get Wentz back at peak focus, peak form for 2018. After Wentz, there's Zach Ertz, who may have spilled the beans about Wentz's injury, saying that he suffered it early in the year, but then wrote back on those comments. But it was an interesting slip. Who knows how much truth there is to that? And of course, for the rest, he answered some questions about himself, talked about Dallas Goddard, also his quest to be the top tight end in the NFL. And finally, Jason Kelsey answers questions from the media. And one of the biggest reveals from that is that he played last year with a grade two MCL sprain in his knee, a broken foot, a torn elbow, dude's a warrior, and it is wild that he played as well as he did considering all of that. Kelsey also got into the decision-making process that he went through when he mulled over retirement after the season and much, much more. That's all coming up on a loaded OTA edition of At The Podium. And quick note, a new episode of the Kiss and Solak show is right around the corner, should be released around noon, so just in time for your lunch break. It's our annual Big Board Fight episode talking about our rankings for these 2019 NFL Draft prospects. But enough of that. Without further ado, let's go to the podium. Yeah, feeling good. Uh, feeling good, and uh, right now we're kind of taking it week by week. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm throwing some, I'm running some, and just kind of taking it week by week, and... Uh, Feel good. Do you anticipate that by starting OTAs, though, you'll be able to do everything? Yeah, that's the goal. That's the goal. But uh, there's really no no timetable, no rush. Um, but I, I feel good with the progression that I've been on. Is the bone fully healed then? Um, it's it's still getting there. You know, it's still getting there. Some of this stuff just takes time, and um, but that's not really the, the main concern. It's just kind of how I feel, and then we're I feel pretty good with where I'm at. What kinds of things you say you're running, throwing? Is there, are there any restrictions right now? Uh, yeah, I'm not going to really delve into all the specifics. I didn't know we were going to talk about this the whole time, but um, I'm not going to delve into the specifics per usual around here, but uh, I'll just say I feel good with, with where we're going. How much has it impacted your offseason preparation for this upcoming year? Yeah, I mean, it always, you know, off season you're always just trying to get your body healthy, whatever, whether you end the season healthy or not, you know, you're trying to um, kind of reset yourself. So um, I, I wouldn't say it's affected too much. You know, I'm just same kind of things, just uh, focus on, uh, on a, on a different area this offseason, but uh, it's been good. Carson, are you, are you tired of hearing all of the comments and questions about your durability? I mean, I, I get it. I get it, and I'm, I'm looking forward to putting those behind me. You know, I, I understand uh, it's part of this league. It's a, it's a physical league, and uh, uh, things happen, but uh, some of those things are out of my control, and I look forward to putting that behind me. Carson, the, the team has been outspoken about their desire to sign you to a, a long-term deal. Is that something you hope to do this offseason? Yeah, I mean, hearing that, uh, I mean, it's exciting, just the idea of, of being here long term. You know, I, I love it here. I love this city. I love the fans here. But um, the specifics of all that, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to dive into that. My agent will handle all that fun stuff. But um, just the idea of it is exciting, without a doubt. Without getting into the specifics, are you involved in that or do you just leave it to your agent? I'm, I'll leave that to my agent for now. Yeah. Carson, do you well, have you watched film of any other quarterbacks or college film or anything as you go through kind of the off-season process? And if so, what's kind of uh, stood out or what are some of the film you've watched? Um, I mean, yeah, you watch some some film. I haven't really watched any any college guys. Um, that's just uh, – I'm not recruiting them. No, so uh, I meant but, like scheme. Or, or scouting them, I should say. But, uh, yeah, you know, you watch you watch some things here and there. But at the same time, in the off-season, you try not to overdo it. You know, you, you try not to overdo watching film. You try and give your, 
give your mind a break a little bit at times. So uh, that's really this time of year when you kind of really start hitting it hard again. Carson, your, your thoughts on, on getting a speed guy like Deshaun Jackson, you know, a wide receiver, and, and what do you think of like the offense with him in it? Yeah, it's exciting. Um, it, it's without a doubt exciting. I mean, you see the guy, uh, obviously he's getting up there in his age, but he still runs like the wind. I mean, he's uh, impressive on film. Seen it firsthand last year, opening game, uh, opening play of the game we played them. and. Uh, the guy's still got it, so it's without a doubt exciting, and I think he'll bring a, a dynamic aspect to our offense. Um, and whether he's catching balls, you know, during the game or just, you know, um, opening things up underneath, I mean, I'm really excited to have him. Of course, it was a few months ago that um, your rehab last year may have kept you away from the rest of the team in terms of plotting, et cetera. As you go through the recovery as a back, is there any chance that that may happen again? And what, what are you doing to kind of – yeah, I mean, anytime you're, quote, rehabbing, I mean, you're obviously sometimes a little separate from the team. But, uh, yeah, we're going to do everything we can to, to avoid that as much as possible. And uh, I, I know as far as the leadership and the relationships and everything, that'll all just be organic. And um, I think we'll be in a good place. What do you mean by organic, Carson? What do you mean by I mean, I think with, with leadership and all these kind of uh, relational things within a, within a locker room, um, there's all this kind of – look at uh, quarterbacks as, you know, you have to be this type of way, this type of way. And um, for me, uh, I don't think there's any one set way. It's just be who I am, be who I am, be authentic, be genuine, um, be one of the guys. And, and uh, I think that organically, um, those leadership things all take place. Over the last, say, six, eight months about you as a person, as a teammate, as a player, as a member of this organization? Uh, learned a lot, um, really learned a lot since I came into the league, but um, at the end of the day, as, as a person, you know, I don't feel like I've really changed. You know, I, I am who I am. And um, anytime you maybe start going over here off to the side a little bit, um, that you know, that's that's not where you want to be. But uh, being who I am, being authentic, genuine, um, let that stuff, like I said, just organically happen. And um, it's been good. Have there been, been any, have, have there been any conversations about a potential maybe like retreat with the receivers or spending some time away? Yeah, we've definitely already talked about it. Um, now that uh, we got guys back here in the building, we'll um, try to get those details dialed in. But uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see how that all unfolds. You've had some time to think about how last season went. When you reflect, how do you feel like you played? How do you feel like last season went overall? When you think back the the whole season? Yeah, I mean, not well enough. You know, we we weren't uh, winning as many games that I liked, and that's at the end of the day what what matters. And um, just weren't weren't finishing some of those games, but. Uh, Obviously, once went down and the way the season ended, um, as a team, we came up short as well. You know, came up short, and um, but but that's all behind us. You know, that's all behind us. And uh, excited, uh, exciting day almost feels like first day of school a little bit. Um, just just being around the guys again, and uh, it's an exciting group of guys. Of course, from a continuity standpoint, having Nate back in the room, how important is it to have a guy that you trust? Yeah, that's awesome. You know, the fact that we were able to keep Nate um, is exciting for me. You know, obviously, uh, the friendship that we have and just the relationship we have working together um, over time now, um, it's exciting. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to, to seeing him keep keep developing as well. How different is it to not have Nick here? You guys lean on each other so much. <laughs> yeah, obviously, it's different. Uh, love Nick. Love the heck out of him. And really, him... I and Nate all working together, it was uh, quite the environment, but uh, that's, that's also football. You know, there's always turnover, and uh, he's got an exciting opportunity ahead of him as well. So um, either way, we're, we're excited. What's your scouting report on Easton Stick? <laughs> uh, he's, he's talented. He's talented. I mean, he's one of, one of my good friends. Um, love the kid to death. Uh, really talented uh, playmaker. Um, he's a winner. You know, he's a winner, and uh, he's – uh, really athletic and makes plays. For him, <laughs> I'll, I'll leave that to those guys upstairs. I think he's a good enough player. Uh, someone's going to like him and take him, and we'll see what happens. With Carson, him. you mentioned leadership. Obviously, your position is kind of ingrained in it. Uh, just from being a rookie, now you're a veteran. You mentioned the learning aspect. How do you think you've changed as far as being a leader? Um, that's where I said, you know, kind of earlier. I don't feel like I've changed really too much. I think. Uh, anytime you're changing, that's, like I said earlier, not really what you want to do. But uh, you can grow from, from opportunities and, and learn from things. And, and naturally, as you get older, like you just said, now being uh, a little older in, in the years now, um, just some little things will keep developing more and more. And now you're no longer the, the young guy. You're becoming not necessarily a vet, but kind of in that mix. And so uh, some things just organically will happen from that. And uh, it's been good. What do you think the other roster moves that were made besides the show on Jordan Howard and 
Yeah, I mean, getting Jordan was was awesome. You know, I've talked to him a little bit now, and uh, Nate obviously knows him really well and uh, is excited about about getting him in here. Um, obviously, the the physical ability that he brings to the table is exciting, and uh, I think Eagles fans should be really excited about uh, having him uh, as a piece of our offense. You can look at the playbooks now, right? Um, Doug mentioned some schematic change. He particularly talked about a way to utilize 12 personnel more um, this coming season. What kind of inputs do you have before you parted, before you left, about what you wanted to see? And what have you seen just looking at it? Uh, what do you think you know, will transpire over the next several months in terms of it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, not fully sure exactly all the ideas and changes that we've made. Obviously, haven't been uh, really talking about that too much in the offseason. But before we left, you know, we talked about some different things. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, how coaches, you know, kind of um, keep modifying and, and adding to what we do and, and making us better and really building around the people that we have. Um, and some of that, like you mentioned, might be uh, more 12 personnel and, and using guys in a different way. But um, I really trust that the coaches are going to use use the pieces we have in a, in a really good way. You probably studied every throw that you had over your first three years, especially last year. What are some of the things that you look at and say, okay, in 2019, I've got to change this or I've got to get better at this? Yeah, I don't necessarily look back and say i got to change or do this or that or the other, um, but just keep keep getting better. You know, I think first and foremost, I want to just get healthy. Uh, I want to get healthy and put everything behind me. And, um, you know, when it comes – um, comes at the end of the day, we just got to find ways to win. Right? Find a way to win ball game, and I'm not going to get caught up in stats or in X's and O's and all that. We just got to find ways to win, and um, that just comes down to executing um, well, really all four quarters. In the middle of last season, it was, it was kind of discussed that you didn't have a full offseason program. You didn't have those first two weeks. What are you hoping to accomplish this offseason now that you're expecting to be on the field, you're expecting to be there in the preseason? Yeah, really, I mean, the same kind of things uh, I could last year, just um, – just keep developing relationships with the guys, you know, keep developing those relationships, keep, um, you know, adding input in the playbook where, where it might, you know, deem fit and everything. And um, just keep growing, growing as an offense, growing as a team and um, kind of the same idea of leadership and everything organically taking place. And uh, obviously right now we got a lot more guys than we'll have um, come the season, but just trying to make the most of those relationships uh, in that locker room. And um, yeah, it's, it's exciting time for sure. What's your, what's your mindset coming back? Not just the fact that it's just it's the back version of the ACL, but last year you're also engaged, planning a marriage. I mean, where's your mindset as you come back here? Do you feel a lot more comfortable? I do. I do. I mean, obviously, a knee injuries rehab is uh, aggressive and it's not fun for anybody. Um, this, this a back injury obviously is not fun either, but it, it's a different it's a different thing. And like you mentioned, the life whirlwind is a little different as well. Um, so I, I definitely feel feel better where I'm at and. Um, both physically, mentally, all of the above. And um, like I said, I, I'm really excited. It feels like the first day of school today um, a little bit. But, um, yeah, it's exciting. With a guy like Deshaun, how much will the on-field help? Because it, so much of his game is, is deep for it. Yeah, I mean, on the field is where um, I'm excited to get out there, you know, and just really see it in action. I don't know. Uh, you know, I think I said last year Mike Wallace might have been, you know, the fastest guy I've ever played with. And I think Deshaun's right there, too. And, um I never got the chance to actually play with Mike. So uh, excited to play with a guy of that speed and uh, that can really change the game in one play. How hard is it when, you, when you've been dealing with injuries really for a year and a half now to kind of stay patient and, you know, don't get ahead of yourself and try to do too much and, and just kind of wait? Yeah, I mean, it's a challenge. It's a challenge as a competitor. Um, you know, we've talked about it before, but it's a challenge watching games from the sideline and all of that stuff. Um, it's not – I don't feel I'm wired to be that way. So it's definitely, I learned a lot about patience, learned a lot about um, my faith being tested and all those things. And um, like I always say, though, I just got to trust that, that God's got me where he wants me for this reason um, and just try and learn and grow from it. And uh, yeah, it's taken, it's taken a lot of patience, a lot of learning, but uh, I think I'll be better for it. Is your knee ball different now than, than it did when you were able to play through it last season? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, you know, it keeps getting stronger. They always say it takes takes a while to keep, you know, getting back to, to normal. And uh, I definitely feel that it's continually getting stronger for sure. You, you mentioned some of the skill position additions. You have continuity up front with the offensive line. Though. How, how important is that? For That's huge. I mean, everything starts with those big boys. And uh, we, re we love those guys to death and lean on them a lot, you know. And um, I always feel that as an offense, we go as those guys go. And uh, um, just having that continuity, having those guys back, um, 
is, is exciting and as, as friends and uh, teammates. You know, I love those guys. love those guys. Great relationships with those guys, and uh, it's exciting. Carson, there's a few guys that are, are kind of sidelined for the offseason program like you were last year. What advice would you give them from a mental standpoint? Yeah, handling this process. Yeah, I think, I mean, I'm giving myself the same advice. Just be patient, you know, be patient and um, just just keep getting better one day at a time. You know, the time will come. It's it's still a long ways away, you know, from, from week one and all those things. But um, just stay the course and uh, we'll be just fine. Two more, two, two more questions. Really looking specifically at stats, but you know, a couple of years ago around this time, it said third downs, red zone, those were areas that you wanted to see improvement. So when you look back at your time last year, yeah. are there areas specific like that where you go, that's something we have to get better? Yeah, at? I'd probably say those. You know, third down, red zone. I think is is something that it's almost make or breaks ball games um, every single year, um, and so that's something you always want to really take a take a hard look at in the off season and see where you could be better um, as a team, both schematically and, and executing as a player. Um, and so those things are definitely areas um, as a team we want to keep growing in. Carson, not a football question. You're wearing that Sixers playoff shirt. Uh, you, Bryce, Reese, Nola, and Eflin were at the game uh, a couple weeks ago. Why do you think there's such a bond between all the professional sports teams in town right now with the a lot of superstars yeah. in town, more so than they have been recently. Why do you think there's that bond between each team? I think it's just the culture, uh, the sporting culture that's in the city. You know, everyone just loves uh, loves their sports here and is passionate about it, and it kind of just catches fire within uh, other teams and other athletes. And uh, it's always good to support support each other and have some fun with it. But uh, I think it's really just comes down to the way this city is uh, with its sports and, and the way they get behind everybody. And uh, we want to do the same. Cool. Thanks, Thanks, guys. Thank you, so that was Carson Wentz's first talk with the media in a while. Up next, after the break, it's Zach Ertz's turn right here on Bleeding Green Nation. Support for the show comes from SoFi Invest. Alternative investments are now available on SoFi. Unlock the potential to build and protect your wealth with alternatives including real estate, venture capital, pre-IPO unicorns, and more at SoFi.com Vox. Active investing products offered through SoFi Securities, LLC. Member FINRA, SIPC. Alternative funds have unique risks, including the risk of loss, may charge high fees, can be illiquid, and may not be suitable for all investors. Prior to investing in any fund, carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, expenses, and important information contained in a fund's prospectus. Yeah, I mean, um, obviously I have a ton of respect for Rob. I've let that be known for a long time. Um, what he was able to do on a game-by-game -game basis when he was healthy is pretty unparalleled in the history of the NFL. Um, in terms of how I compare myself, um, I think I'm up there towards the top, I would think. Um, I have a big chip on my shoulder, though, for sure. Um, there's a lot of times this offseason, you know, I don't pay too much attention, but people are saying there's one or two guys that are better than me, and my goal is to always be the best. Um, so I definitely have a huge chip on my shoulder this year. Going into this year, uh, been working extremely hard back at Stanford, training my butt off um, to become a better player. Um, we have lofty goals um, as a team, and I do as well from an individual standpoint. And it's going to be an exciting year for sure. Doug was talking last month about how it meant to be a little bit more dynamic this coming year with the, the two tight end packages. And you know what what the, the Dallas bring, and how can you be? He, he didn't want to get too much away, but. He, promise a little bit more yeah I mean um, we, we feel that we have a really good tight end room not only with myself Dallas but a guy like Richard Rogers who didn't really get a chance to really show what he could do last year um, with the injury early um, but in terms of growing that package we think it's something that could be successful um, bringing a guy like Deshaun Jackson in um, that uh, safeties have to really really respect I mean the guy's got a long history of burning guys deep and so um, we feel like there should be, in theory, more space uh, in the middle of the field um, because of a guy like Deshaun Jackson. Um, Dallas is a guy that I think is going to be a really good player in this league for a long time. Um, really good blocking tight end. I, didn't, I don't think anyone thought that he was going to be that uh, kind of advanced um, in that department when he first came into the building, but I think he really showed flashes of being a really good blocking tight end. Um, and he can make some plays when the ball's in there. He's big, he's athletic. Um, so having two tight ends that we should be able to move around the formation and defenses aren't able to key on one um, should be a really beneficial thing for us. But it's all good in theory now to talk about in early April. Um, we got to work these next two months really focusing in on kind of perfecting that, uh, that uh, two tight end personnel grouping. 
um, and being as dynamic as we can and putting the onus on the coaches saying, hey, we trust these guys to get the job done. Um, let's see how we can get it done. Zach, you got snubbed in that all-pro thing at the end of last year. and You talk about the chip on your shoulder. Yeah. Did that, I mean, you broke the record for catches by tight end. Did you get all-pro first or second team? Did that bother you? Did that motivate you? Does that drive you? Um, I mean, I want to be viewed as one of the best tight ends. Um, I've said it since my rookie year, which was, I can't believe, almost seven years ago. Um, that I want to be one of the best to ever play tight end, not only in this organization, but ever. Um, so my goals are always going to be first, second team, all pro, pro bowl every year. Um, and it just comes down to laying that foundation right now. Um, laying the foundation April 15th, putting full bricks together so I could build this house of a season. Because um, it's not easy. I mean, I felt I didn't feel great when the season ended last year. Um, so I really had to start from scratch when the offseason started and kind of just rebuild my body again. Um, and go from there. Now you said you judge your personal success by team success, but were you able to look back and kind of reflect on the individual year you had, the, the record, the numbers you did? Yeah, not really. Um, reflection is during when, in my view, when you're playing, is not the time for it. Um, it's going to be something that when I'm done playing, I'll be able to kind of take a deep breath and reflect. Hopefully, years from now, um, hopefully, play my entire career here and reflect when I'm done playing. Um, but right now, it's just focusing on that next goal. Um, even when we won the Super Bowl, it was like, what can we do next? It, it was always, what's that next step um, to kind of have that sustained success that we spoke about here? Um, it was a good year last year um, in terms of catching the ball, um, being on the same page with the quarterbacks, not only Carson, but Nick when he was here. And so um, the time for reflection is not, not right now. You know, Carson, exactly. as well, you know, Carson, as well as anybody in that locker room, should have been around him. Today, yeah. Who do you think he's coming back wanting to prove? Um, what he can prove. I mean, the guy's done it all. Obviously, he's been one of the most dynamic players in the league when he's healthy. Um, was he 100% last year? Absolutely not. Um, the guy had a broken back early in the year. Uh, we don't. I don't know if he knows exactly when it happened or whatnot. I don't know if he spoke about that, but. Um, He's just trying to prove to be the best quarterback he can be for this organization. Um, we've had a lot of team success in the postseason. I know one of his goals is to lead us to that um, and lead us a long way. Um, he has lofty goals from an individual standpoint within this organization. And um, there's no doubt in my mind he's going to be able to achieve those goals. Just the way he approaches every day, how competitive he is, uh, how demanding he is, not only of us, but himself more so than anyone else. Um, he's the hardest on himself over anyone else. Um, he wants to be great. Um, he wants the city and this organization to be great. Um, and he's so talented that the sky truly is the limit for him. You don't you think he wants to prove that he can stay on the field for 16 games and lead you guys to the playoffs? I mean, bottom line? Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, everyone, everyone's goal. Like, my goal last year wasn't to have 116 catches. My goal last year was to play 16 games for the first time in my career, uh, or in three years, really. Um, so he's working extremely hard to stay healthy. We all are. I mean, that's what the offseason's for, to get as healthy as possible, go into the year as healthy as possible. But, I mean, honestly, he can't really control most of his injuries. Uh a broken back how I mean he doesn't even know when it happened so it would be tough for him to like change really um, he's a really competitive guy um, I'm sure as he goes on just like my great friend Andrew Luck learned to kind of slide at times or do whatever he's doing now to stay healthy um, he'll learn I mean we're all competitive we all want to be great and uh, he's, he's got a chip on his shoulder for sure you mentioned how bad you felt at the end of the season that you know now what, six, seven years in a league, do you feel like you have to do some things differently now to get yourself ready? And has that kind of evolved over the years? Yeah, for sure. Um, last year was the first year that I, instead of lifting on Tuesdays, um, I would lift on Mondays immediately after the game. So we kind of changed uh, the focus on the prep for Wednesday practices versus recovering from the game. Uh, I felt like my recovery was more beneficial on Tuesday. So it's just learning throughout the past six years of playing um, I really started from scratch this offseason. This offseason was probably the best offseason I've had um, since I've been in the NFL. Last year, really short offseason. This year, I had two full months of training before we had to come back here and really just got back to the basics. Um, thought I had one of the best offseasons I've had. 
Um, but as you look, go in this league, you learn things like what works, what doesn't work for you. It's a lot of trial and error when you're young. Um, some things are going to be successful, some aren't. It's, it's uh, honestly just like coming up with a menu that every whenever the game ends Sunday, what am I doing Monday? Doing it the same thing every every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So when I get to Sunday, it's like no matter how I'm feeling right now, I know I've done everything possible to be feeling the best I can, to be prepared the best that I could. So that Sunday when I go out and play, I'm playing free. Um, and so just always going about investing everything I have into my craft right now. So on Sundays, I'm playing free and loose and not worrying about anything. Last year, last year, Doug had the uh, embrace the target message for you guys in the offseason. What's the focus of his messaging as everybody kind of returns today? Yeah, I think um, just building this thing the right way, honestly. Um, building the foundation of this house, per se, right now. Um, don't wait till August. Don't wait till September. Um, we're starting right now, uh, April 15th, to be the best team we can be. And obviously, a lot of people have a bad taste um, in our mouth from last year, the way last year ended. Um, we were essentially two games away from winning another Super Bowl. Um, but we fell short against a good team. And um, there's no shortcuts to be taken to reach success in this league. The price always increases. And we got to start building this thing the right way right now. Can I just clarify something about Carson? Please correct me if I'm mistaken. You said he didn't know when the back injury happened but but you said he was dealing with it early in the season do you know if he was dealing with it long before he went out for good for the season uh i'm not going to talk about that i'm sorry um he can talk about specifics uh, i don't think it's my job to do that i probably overspoke earlier um but yeah in terms of his specifics when he got hurt i'll let him do that as a veteran player who's become a leader on this team this is now your fourth year with doug yeah how have you seen the growth from him as a coach? Yeah, I think um, it's been a great four years, going into four years now. Um, just his evolution of, um, I think, just uh, controlling the team, being the leader of the team. I mean, I think I mean, you guys remember my first press conference here. It was uh, not the best. And so uh, just his, his um, kind of, I think, the evolution of just addressing the team every day, talking in front of us, getting us going. Um, he's so confident in his skin that it's, he just exudes confidence in us all the time. And um, everyone in this organization loves playing for him as a player. Um, he's so easy, easy to talk to. Um, I talk to him about things, not only football, but off the field stuff, life stuff too. Um, so he's kind of like a father figure to, to a lot of us um, in a certain sense. And that's why I think guys love playing for him. Need to be better or different? Yeah, how can it be better? Um, we had a lot of penalties early in the year. So focusing day one today on eliminating those pre-snap penalties, um, not, not getting in those first and 15, second and 20 situations that really plagued us early in the year last year. Um, and then bringing in the guy like I think uh, Jordan Howard is going to help us immensely. A guy that you could really give the ball to behind five really good offensive linemen and say, go to work. Um, and I think losing Jay at times, we missed him a lot last year. Um, and so having a guy like Jordan Howard, who's had a history of this in this league of success, um, can only help us. Um, and just the overall improvement of that room as a whole because of Jay um, is going to be great for us. Deshaun Jackson coming back um, is going to be big for us. Um, the guy, I mean, he's just so fast. I mean, the first play of Tampa Bay game last year, he goes 70 yards. And it's just, we haven't had that probably since he left, honestly. Uh, Macklin had a little bit um, 2014, but D-Jack is just another animal. Um, and so just getting all these guys together, being around each other, learning about one another, um, going through this process together. Um, because on paper, I mean, we, we should have a really talented offense, but an offense on paper doesn't win us any games. Um, so it's about these next, really, these next five months leading up to September. Um, I think just getting everyone on the same page and rolling together. As I all you were speaking about the importance of the all-season program. There were times last spring and summer where it seemed you guys had more starters on the sideline than on the field. How important do you think it's going to be to have guys healthy during the spring and summer for the season? Yeah, it's huge. I mean, last year was tough. Obviously, I want to win a Super Bowl every year, but there's also a little bit of a toll that takes um, playing an extra three three games. 
Um, and so having the guys here for the off season should be huge for us. Um, and just learning about everyone, having the coaches learn about us, because it's just it's probably more so important for them to kind of experiment with things now. So once the season rolls around, they're not like, well, can Zach do this or can he not do that? It's more of, we know Zach can do this, so let's put him in this situation for him to be successful. Um, and they're just doing that with each and every guy on offense right now from an offensive perspective, offensive standpoint. Um, and so it's going to be good for, the, for us to be together for, for an offseason. Sorry about that. Steve has always been an important element of football, but increasingly so over the last few decades. You've been around long enough and play a position where um, you know, tight end, now he's almost like slot receivers. Yeah. What have you seen um, in terms of personnel? Do you see a changing of the safeties? Do you see when you, when you face linebackers or more like safeties? Uh, what have you seen in your seven years and how it's kind of evolved in terms of uh, the speed on defense? Yeah, I mean, I think there's been uh, more of an emphasis on kind of those sideline to sideline linebackers. Um, a guy like Deion Jones in Atlanta is a perfect example. I mean, that guy, he's not the biggest of guys, but he can fly. And he's a guy that really can, you have to account for um, on the backside of the running game because he is so fast that sometimes he just outruns the angles that you have from an offensive standpoint. Um, and you're getting these mix of kind of bigger safeties moving down to that position to match up with a guy like myself or Travis or Kittle. Um, and that's kind of just been the evolution of the game. And this game, as in life, is very cyclical. So it's gonna be, we're going to get a ton of linebackers that are flying like this, and then there will probably come a point in time, like the Patriots did against the Chargers in the playoffs last year, where they just ran the ball for 250 yards in the game because they had 70 Bs on the field. Um, so it, it, everything's such a cycle, um, but there's definitely been an emphasis on those linebackers that, that can really roll. Carson has a chip on his shoulder. I mean, I think uh, being in the city long enough, we all have a chip on our shoulder. Um, it's just the personality that you take playing in the city. Uh, that's, I think that's the city as a whole. The city of Philadelphia has a chip on their shoulder. Um, and I think it's a good thing. I think uh, you're always going to be hungry. Um, but it sounds you, like he has something personally. Yeah, I mean, you guys just talked with him. Did, what did he say? Um <laughs> I don't know what he said. I'm sure he's very he, – I know he's extremely motivated motivated to be the best quarterback he can be. Um, two years ago, he was playing at an MVP level. He probably should have won the MVP that year, even though he missed the last couple games. Um, and he built – he really did b build the foundation of this team. Like, that year when we were so successful, he was the reason why we got that first round by. Um, and so, I'm sure his goals are to be even better than that. And last year, he probably, in his eyes, wouldn't say that he was at that level just because of everything that was going on. And he he wants to exceed those expectations that he had do in that year. Do you think he doesn't get enough credit? Uh, do I think he doesn't get enough credit? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't really read too much of the media about him. Uh, but he's a, in my opinion, he's one of the top quarterbacks in the league. And that's the way I view him. I think that's the way this organization views him. Um, there's really nothing he can't do on a football field um, in terms of a physical and mental standpoint. There's nothing that the coaches can overload him really with because he's so intelligent, so smart. Um, and from a physical standpoint, he can make all the throws. So in my opinion, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league um, and one of the best leaders that I've ever been around. Thanks, Zach. Yep. Thanks, guys. And when we return from our last break, we've got the best doggone center in the game. Mr. It's the whole team. Jason Kelsey is next here on Bleeding Green Nation. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, I think that um, at the end of the season, you kind of wait for, you know, your body to get healthy, one, and you to kind of step back because, you know, it's a long season, especially for older guys. It really starts to wear on your body a little bit more. Um, you know, I don't want to. It was very, very clear that I wanted to keep playing um, at the point when I decided to do that. 
So um, I don't think, I don't know what it's going to be like when I ultimately make the decision not to keep playing. Um, but, you know, I got a pretty good word of advice from a good friend of mine that uh, said, when in doubt, don't. So I'm going to stick to that. What kind of things do you weigh in those moments when you're pondering what, what to do? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, you know, all the reasons to keep playing are still there. You know, you, you, you love playing the game. You love being around the guys. Um, you, you know, you love, um, you know, competing, um, you know, battling together um, with people you care about. Um, all that stuff is still very strong in your mind. Um, you know, and then as you get older, little other things peak up. Um, so, you know, I just think that at this point, I, there's still too many positives, not enough negatives to uh, to really uh, seriously, um, you know, step away from the game. Same approach to this, same approach to this season. Maybe mean, like going into the last year. Again, I don't. I don't want to, you know, harp too much on this. I think that obviously, you know, the only reason we're addressing this is because it's like an article released. But I've been in the same mindset for the last two or three years, um, and I think that most older guys are in the same mindset. Um, and it's not that you know, you're. It's like a fifty-fifty way. It's just you know, there's times, especially during a season, uh, where you're banged up. You know, was, last year I played through, you know, a grade two MCL sprain, a broken foot, uh, you know. Uh, you know, I got other nagging things that have been building on me. I had a torn elbow. At one point, I had a brace on the entire left side of my body, and that starts to bother you a little bit. Um, so, uh, but that's why, you know, I think that most of the older guys, especially talking to them and uh, gaining their advice is, you know, really take, you know, time after the season to, you know, step back, re recover, and uh, you get a much more... Uh, you know, clarity of mind, talk to my wife, figure out where we're at. And, you know, obviously, like I said, it was very much always um, still continuing to play. It's just now there's more little things in there that factor in. Did you need surgery, did you need surgery this offseason? No, no surgery. Just in your heel now? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So the heel is I'm going to get. What's up? I'm sorry. On the topic of older players, this team has invested in a lot of older players this offseason, yourself included. Yeah. Some players 30 and over. What's the benefit of that, A, and, and B, what does that say about kind of the window of this team right now? Yeah, you know, I think we've invested a little bit in some older guys, but we also have a, you know, we have a wealth of some young talent on the team, in particular at the quarterback position. Um, you know, I think it really takes a good balance of having older guys and younger guys. And we're probably going to pick some more guys up here in a few weeks that'll balance out the younger portion of the roster. Um, and I think it just leads to a better balance overall for your team. Uh, you know, obviously young guys come in, they're excited to play in the NFL. They have a youthful enthusiasm uh, that's infectious. And sometimes uh, the older guys kind of got to guide that in the right direction and, um, you know, figure out, uh, you know, how to, you know, get the best out of those guys and, um, and I think that the teams that I've been on that have had a good balance of older guys and younger guys generally tend to uh, perform the best. So you had all three of those injuries this, this past season with the, the elbow, the grade two, and the broken foot. Mm -hmm. What I mean, nobody in this room has been, mostly has been able to experience, you know, would understand what that's like. I mean, what, what's that like going through a season like that? Um, well, I mean, that's every season. You know, I think, I mean, maybe not. This maybe not all three all at the same time, but you know you have dings and bruises every single year. Um, it's just you know as you get older, you have more nagging ones, especially, and uh, you know, you know, pain isn't necessarily a fun thing to endure. Uh, luckily, they'll give you know we, we can still get some anti-inflammatories on game day, and um, you can kind of push through a lot of that stuff. <clears throat> but um, you know, it's everybody's different. Everybody has you know what they're willing to to do and, and go through and I mean that's just part of this game you know everybody out there has been hurt at one point or another and played hurt and as long as you're not you know playing and detrimental to the team uh, and it's not detrimental to your overall health to play with those injuries you usually play with them. The information about sort of life after football with your generation of players there's a lot more uh, information and awareness than maybe there were previously mm. how much do you weigh uh, that kind of thing when you're making some of these decisions? Um, 
I guess, you know, that's a, a little bit into it maybe. Um, you know, I think that, you know, nobody wants to, you know, some guys want to play till the wheels fall off. Some guys, you know, want to play while it, uh, you know, and, and think about life after football. The bottom line is you, you want to do what you're comfortable with and what you're um, happy with, right? And for me, it's a simple, you know, it's cost-benefit analysis. How much joy do I get from this game? You know, what's going to happen uh, by continuing to play? Uh, where's my body at? Where's uh, my mind at? All that stuff. And, um, you know, I think that, you know, there's so many different factors that go into it. But like I said, I think the, the biggest thing is just, you know, I, I know I love doing this. I know uh, it makes me happy. I know that um, that I enjoy being a part of this group and these guys and this team. And uh, that made that decision very, very easy. What do you think you'll do whenever, whenever What's up? What, what do you think you'll do whenever I don't know. That's something that obviously, you know, that's a tough question to answer. Um, you think about it more and more, I think the closer you get, the older you get, because you know that that, that uh, time is approaching. Um, and I've weighed a few things, but uh, ultimately, you know, I'm still very much into playing. I'll worry about that when it happens, I guess, a when little we, bit more. When we, when we talked to Carson earlier, he gave us the answer that we usually hear that today is kind of like the first day of school for you guys getting back in there. I'm mm -hmm. curious, what's the energy like getting back into the room with these guys right now? Yeah, first day is always great. You know, I think that, um, you know, we're so used to being around a locker room, being around the guys, you know, in high school and college, you do it, you know, your year round, like the NFL is obviously a little bit different. You get a three or four month hiatus, but, um, you know, I think that that's what everybody loves most about playing this game is, you know, being in the locker room, uh, competing, uh, just being around the team, um, you know, that atmosphere and everything like that is, uh, so, so hard to get outside of football. Um, you know, it really becomes like your second family. And uh, it was awesome seeing a lot of those guys and catching up on off-season uh, trips and uh, where their families are at and things like that. What's the chance compared to, uh, you know, last year at this time when it was a short turnaround from the parade to Yeah. Yeah, definitely had a shorter off-season, you know, less time to, you know, recover from everything from the season. Um, you know, I wish we were still in that same position this year, but, um, you know, I'll take the extra rest too. Jason, having Deshaun and Vinny back, having played yeah. them before, what did they bring to the locker? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, right away when, you know, Deshaun wasn't here, uh, the team moved on from Deshaun, you, you, you felt his, um, the lack of his presence. You know, I think his ability to make big plays, his ability to uh, take the top off a of defense, to uh, make the defense respect his speed, uh, opens up so many other things from the passing game to the running game. Um, so I think, you know, I can't stress how much we're excited to have him back. And then Vinny, just a great teammate, awesome guy. Um, you know, one of the uh, all-time faves since uh, being in Philadelphia. Uh, very infectious personality, charismatic dude. Uh, so I think we're all fired up to have him back as well. Jason, as the leader of the offensive line, how important is it to have the whole band back, so to speak? Yeah, I think, you know, as you all know, continuity along the offensive line is huge. You know, you, it's not necessarily a plug-and-play position. You can't just plug an all-pro in there uh, next to two new guys or, uh, you know, somebody maybe who's lacking and expect them to perform at the same level. And I think that uh, we're really, really fortunate to have, um, you know, more than five guys that can get the job done for us. And as we've continued to progress and play next to each other, it's only made all of us better. Were you surprised at all that JP decided to come back or were you no, I was ready for him to come back. He's, he's, he loves this game so much. It's so much a part of who he is as an individual and, and uh, the legacy that he's built. Um, you know, he, he's such a competitor when it comes to football. Uh, you know, we, we talked, um, especially down the stretch. It was very evident that uh, I thought he was coming back for at least one more. Speaking of legacy, you're entering your eighth season as a starter here. You, you came in as a late round pick in 12. Did you ever envision making it this far and, and being as much of a being as much of a fabric of, of this organization as you have been? Um, well, I guess I didn't really envision that would have been too far down the line to think about as a as a rookie. Um, you know, I think that 
really when I first came here, all I was trying to do was make the team. It was a lockout year. We didn't get this whole um, OSP, OTA phase. Um, and I was just wanted to be on the roster. And then got really fortunate to be in a good situation here with a, uh, a coach that really liked the skill set that I brought to the table and uh, got to start as a rookie. And after that, it's, you know, just, you know, one year at a time, how to get better, how to improve. Um, yeah. What was, that message, what was that message today? Um, I guess, let's see, how can I say it and not say exactly? Without giving the actual information? Sure. <laughs> Um, I think Doug's message is always pretty much exactly the same, which is just getting better each day, um, improving on, you know, where you were before, um, in all phases. Um, you know, that's why we're here right now. That's why we put a big emphasis on the off season program. Some teams don't, we, we do, um, you know, I think that. You know, that's it's, it's always pretty much the same, maybe a little bit different words, but you mentioned some changes though, Ethan, if the practices possibly they mentioned them at all. No. No. Jason, uh, does this team have Super Bowls left today? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um obviously, you know, we still gotta go out there, get better, come together as a team. We got new pieces that are gonna have to uh, you know, work their way into the offense, work their way into the defense. Um, it, it always, you know, takes times like this, training camp, practices, uh, to see how everything comes together, to see how we can each improve individually and as a unit. Um, but we have the talent. I mean, I think that that's the biggest thing. I think that we have the players uh, to get it done. It's just going to depend on how it all comes together. And, um, you know, if we can do that and we can, um, you know, remain a competitive, hungry group that we have been, um, that'll be uh, – we definitely can do that. I mean, you argue that you're, you're basically an unlikely drop pass away from getting back to the NFC Championship. Yeah, I would argue maybe a hurt, hurt right guard away from getting back to the NFC Championship game. Um, I think then, you know, we were right there uh, with a lot of injuries. So, you know, I think it's it's pretty clear that we got a, a good group of guys, good chemistry, um, you know, and I think that as long as, you know, hopefully we can stay a little bit healthier this year. And um, But, you know, we got a good locker room. Um, a good culture, and uh, you know, it, it's definitely paid dividends the last two years. Even though we came up a little short last year. So much, conversation, so much conversation about Carson Wentz and his leadership style and leadership ability in this offseason. Mm -hmm. Where do you come down on that? Well, I've had no questions. Um, I think that you know Carson's an incredible leader, an incredible competitor. Um, you know, I think that um, you know the talent that he has is incredible to have in and of itself. And when you pair it with the intangibles that he has, the work ethic, uh, the desire, all those things, um, it's infectious for the team. We felt that right away when he came in as a rookie, and you saw it through other, through other guys on the field. And uh, we've seen it since he's been here. Um, so I don't think that – I know for a fact that I've had no questions about any of that. What's Stephen going on? You know, you, you mentioned yeah. the right guard. You know, how – how do you feel about Matt Pryor's availability if he has to step in there? Yeah, Matt, Matt showed a lot of improvement throughout the season, through training camp and um, you know into the season. Uh, he's a young guy that we're really excited about, obviously. Uh, a guy like Jordan Mulata, who never played football last year, probably not going to be a guard, probably going to leave him out of tackle. Um, but he's the improvement he's made has been spectacular as well. Um, you know, We've been fortunate here with Stout, and probably because he's such a – you know, spent such a long time in college – being forced to develop young talent, um, that he's really, really good at uh, developing young guys uh, at this level. And uh, we've, we've had pretty much whenever he puts somebody in, they seem to get the job done. Obviously, hopefully Brandon can get back as soon as possible because he's an incredible player. Um, but, you know, I, I trust, the pre I trust uh, those guys to, um, you know, make the right decisions and um, you know, obviously, I, I miss Wiz. He's an incredible person, an incredible teammate, incredible player. Um, but, you know, I don't doubt that, you know, we're going to have enough guys to get the job done up front. As far as your game last year was not as effective as it was in 2017. Mm -hmm. 
when you look, I don't know how much analysis you've done on last season in your mind, but I mean, what was the main reason when you look back on it for your run game problems? Um, you know, that's that's tough to pinpoint, um, and I don't want to get you know too much into uh, maybe the the personnel of it, but I think that. Um, you know, I think we had the guys to get it done. I think we had the guys to get it done last year. And I think it was a lot closer than it as it could have been last year. Um, I do think that um, the coaches have been hard at work trying to figure out that same question. Um, and I'm sure that uh, we'll be a lot better this upcoming season. Take one more from Zach. As far as your offseason, what did you learn from that from Jaro? How was that trip? It was incredible. Um, you know, one of the hardest things I've ever done. Uh, definitely was way harder than I thought it was going to be. Probably a little naive uh, going into it, but um, you know, it's, uh, not only is the climb in and of itself a um, you know not a not just a bucket list item, but almost like a uh, you know life changing thing in, in itself. Uh, going to Tanzania and uh, seeing a different way of life and um, some of the things that people endure over there. Um, it was an eye opening experience. Um, in an incredible trip that uh, I'm really happy that I was a part of. PGN. Support for the show comes from SoFi Invest. Alternative investments are now available on SoFi. Unlock the potential to build and protect your wealth with alternatives including real estate, venture capital, pre-IPO unicorns, and more at SoFi.com slash Vox. Active investing products offered through SoFi Securities, LLC. Member FINRA, SIPC. Alternative funds have unique risks, including the risk of loss, may charge high fees, can be illiquid, and may not be suitable for all investors. Prior to investing in any fund, carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, expenses, and important information contained in a fund's prospectus.